Ba-da-ba-ba. Spicier than a fresh pack of meat the balls. It is fourth <laughs> time's the charm. The only podcast for every week is a brand new concept. I am your producer, Ben, alongside your director, Matt. And today we have a very special episode that sits right at the heart of our friendship. Yes, Matt, how are you doing yes, today? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this episode and the... Uh, Maybe not the film we're talking about, but the franchise it comes from. And uh, I've had a, a nice relaxing weekend, so I got a couple things to talk about from there. And overall, I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Ben? I'm doing pretty swell. Uh, this is my first weekend in forever that I haven't been running around, going to a different town, going to weddings, hunting for sea glass. And in speaking of sea glass, Matt... Oh... We have a new biggest fan in Mason, my boy. So Mason, congratulations. You are our third ever biggest fan. And for this, uh, for this I week, hope I we think don't run you off. This better light a fire under Brennan, though. I'm, yeah, I'm talking Brennan. to you right now, buddy. He did, I will say, for the record, um... He did send me, um, he, he responded to the Meditation Nation episode. He said there was okay. no secret phrase in the WrestleMania recap, recap, and he's a little behind. So when he catches up to this episode, know that we see you. You're, you've been dethroned for this time. Um, you are now a serf. Yes. You've been excommunicated from the castle. Mason is our court jester now. He, you're both still considered property in medieval time, but Mason is considered a fine piece of property. Mason is the straight up boob money. <laughs> wow, wow. See, now you're gonna drive off this fan. No, did you? You remember that story? I'm not sure I do. All right, a friend of a friend was was telling me how she worked at medieval times. Yes. Back in the day and how they didn't have pockets. So they would stuff their tip money into their bras. And so it would be their boob money. Yeah. They, at, at my, at the Renaissance Fair I work at, they're incentivized to do that. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, nothing super intriguing for me this week. We went hiking. Hiking is oh. great. We went to a uh, Taiwanese restaurant. Oh, not mainland Taiwan, but oh, the island Taiwan. Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Shout out to yes. Sir Swag for that joke. Uh, well, and, I and and and, oh, oh, and oh, I got to admit, Matt, I'm just raring to go today. Well, before we before we get going to extend the preamble because it always needs to be longer, um, I did see two fantastic new films. Two, um, two in one oh, night. Oh, Lord, what are they? Well, Ben, the first one is we're all going to the World's Fair. Um, it's a uh, outstanding horror drama. is genuinely an unsettling movie. Um, if you follow the podcast, I've talked frequently about ARGs and the kind of YouTube independent horror series that have existed around creepypasta and around these intense alternate reality kind of role-playing games. And this is a movie that came out of a 
an interest or I guess an obsession by the director Jane Schoenbrunn and she made a short documentary on the same subject and then basically used that documentary as a way to leverage understanding to make this film and it's genuinely unsettling it which, is which world's fair is it based off of it's not based on any of the world's fair oh okay. so in the in the movie um a young actress this is her debut performance she does a fantastic job anna cobb um who plays casey casey becomes um upset have you seen um eighth grade ben nope that's right. the Bo Burnham thing, isn't it? Yes, the best. It was his directorial debut for like a feature film. See, it won man, a bunch I of awards. I don't watch what you talk about, but I sure do listen to you talk about them. Yeah, well, you should because they're fantastic films. Um, and in that movie, it captured the teen experience of engaging with like YouTube and the internet um, in a really interesting and like nuanced, dramatic way that told a coming of age story. And this. It uses that kind of obsession and interaction with social media and the internet as a way to show like un unhealthiness, uh, a fractured mental state, and you're never really sure how much of what you're observing is inside the alternate game or inside the real world of the act of Casey in the movie, and it is very unsettling it's creepy it's short but it feels long and not in a bad way deeply captivating and it utilizes uh the aesthetic of youtube and videos playing as a way to tell the story and kind of create the world and the headspace you get in when you go down these deep youtube rabbit holes it really um resonated with me in a way where when i remember when i was younger and like in high school watching these horror series and these slenderman series on uh, youtube like on my laptop in my dorm room and like watching like two and a half hours of the stuff and it really gets to you really kind of gets you with tension and suspense and your heart starts to race and this movie kind of gets you stuck in this headspace where you feel like you're on like a boat but you're being overwhelmed by sensation it isn't lovecraftian but it creates the same kind of terror and tension that i think lovecraft's more esoteric work does Hmm. I genuinely recommend it. It's short and good. It's very weird, so you might have to wait for it to come out on uh, streaming, Ben, before you get time to watch it, or I make everyone watch it as part of a movie night. Uh, but it's I if anyone out there who can see it in theaters, it's been out for a while. I don't know how much longer it's going to be out, and I highly, highly recommend it. The uh, performance by Anna Cobb alone is worth watching. And uh, Michael uh, J. Rogers does a great job as well. There are only really two actors in the in the film. All right. Film number two. Now, Ben, this number is a movie. Two. Now, this is a movie, Ben, that you absolutely need to go see. Okay. It, this movie was made for the 80s, 70s slasher film fan. The, the fan of, like, the more intense but well-told story horror movies that bring just the traditional slasher vibes but while actually nailing creating characters and making you interested in what's going on leading up to the murder and it isn't just a blah of a movie that i think a lot of slasher slashers can become it is to uh this year's 2022's x uh directed by ty west this is his return I've seen a lot about this movie yeah this is a straight slasher movie it's about a Actually, so it's, it's it has basically the same plot 
as that luchador horror movie we watched. Oh, um, um it was some like luchador murder pun. Yeah. It was a five stars under 50 episode. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I know. Do I need You're, to go look through our library? Uh, I'm looking it up, so you'll you'll see some typing, so we can cut this. Yeah. WrestleManiac. So this film actually, Ben, has the exact same plot as a previous Five Stars Under 50 uh, WrestleManiac? WrestleManiac. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know. I, I don't know. know. Huh. Well, this movie, listen to this plot, Ben. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when the reclusive elderly host catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. Uh, basically, the plot of WrestleManiac, but the instead but of a Texas Luchador- Chainsaw Massacre vibes. Yes, very. I was gonna. The big vibe from this movie is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, the performances are fantastic. It's a really gripping movie. It does have the A twenty four thing where it spends the first quarter to half of the movie really just setting up the characters and building the world so i like that though oh i love it i love i think it's it's well it's my favorite kind of modern horror um and it does that very well where you really get to imagine a horror movie where nothing scary happens until the last like five minutes i don't even know what that would look like but just the idea of that where it's it's not a horror movie to the last second there's some yeah. movies that have tried to pull it off. Um, this movie, thankfully, hits right as like the, like right as the second act kind of comes to a close, and like the transition from like the tension that's risen occurs, it fucking explodes. Um, it doesn't go like off the wall like ultra violence, which I think is nice. Um, it doesn't go too much, but what it does is it does pure slasher, super well, creative mm. kills, fun kills. Lots of screaming, lots of blood, uh, lots of action. And it really has just the perfect vibe. Um, the acts, actors and actresses were perfectly cast. Uh, Mia Goth was probably my favorite in the whole movie. Um, but Kid Cudi, the the rapper Kid Cudi, really? is one of the actors in this movie. And he does a goddamn amazing job. Good I, for him. I heard he was going to be in the movie and I was like, what the... Like, what's that going to look like? Because I don't, I only, I've never seen him perform before. I've only seen his music and he does actually a really great job. Like a f- great acting career ahead of that man. Um, and this was him. done, this was done by the guy who did uh, VHS and House of the Devil. Um, this is his first horror film since those two movies. He's well, just on like this TV. is the third major movie recommendation you've given me in two weeks. So yeah, I have I'm, my I'm work probably gonna cut have, out for me. I'm probably gonna have more this weekend because uh, Taryn's gonna be out of town, so I'm gonna go to the music box at least twice. Oh, well, Matt, let's get your week started early with Ooh. the partying because today we are talking about Cube 2021. <laughs> Welcome to Five Stars Under 
50, where we review movies generally from Amazon Prime that 50 reviews or less. This one has not even been officially released in English yet, so we are just saying that this has zero reviews on Amazon Prime, which is technically correct, the best kind of correct. Matt, what movie are we talking about today? We're talking about Cube 2021, the remake and adaptation of one of your and I's favorite horror movies of all time, uh, Cube 1997, the absolutely innovative and incredible horror film that uh, Ben and I, Ben had never seen it. I fell in love with this series when I was a little kid at Blockbuster. We, I was like, Ben, we have to watch the first one. We watched the first one. Everyone went to bed before it was over. And the first one was so good, I convinced Ben to watch the second one, which is Hypercube. True. Which is a uh, a head trip from what I consider a classic uh, 90s horror movie, probably one of the better horror movies of the 90s, into one of the most 2000 movies ever made. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's it, is, so... it is simultaneously the best Cube movie and the worst Cube movie. Yeah, it shows, it shows the most potential and the most creativity, but man does it not necessarily use all of that op- opportunity uh but it's so wacky it is outstanding so then you have to go and then watch the prequel episode cube zero um which is arguably the one of the better written ones when it comes to building out the cube universe i i, I will um, say out of the of the cube trilogy you can really make an argument for all of them being the best and the worst in the franchise like yeah. each of them offers something different i think i think the only one that could not fall into the bottom of the barrel is the original yeah um, that it does because it has it's good it's a minimum good and it's really trippy um one thing that i feel like well, when we talk about the new one one of the best features of the original cube is how like intoxicating and kind of heady the whole movie is like the yeah. scenes when they're like laboring their way through the the cube itself are like very like hypnotically presented yeah very very uh mirage in the desert-esque is how i would describe Ooh, a lot of yeah cube that's one that's delicious and uh it's really the one thing that no other cube movie has been able to replicate most notably for today the 2021 Japanese remake of Q.死ぬとこだったぞ。この無茶苦しの進み方だとみんな死んじゃいます。動いた。ハッチの中の数字の規則性というか、手軽とさ、お前ら死ぬぞ、僕らは。なんかのバツなのか。まだ夢の中とか。
Um, but done with a lot of traditional, I assume, I'm not super versed in Japanese cinema, a lot of like J- Japanese horror tropes. Um, it by to by is the same general structure of Cube. A group of survivors awake in a mysterious tr- puzzle, prison, of interlocking cubes that traverse this uh, other larger cube of made of cubes. And certain rooms are trapped with deadly and horrific traps that kill you if you get into the room. And so they must find a way to navigate from one end of the cube to another, really solving the strife between them along the way until they somehow discover that they can escape. Yeah. um, Basically, if you've never seen Cube before, imagine you're stuck in one cube of a Rubik's Cube. Yes, and you need to great, find the yeah. one entrance out and more is revealed about the cube as it moves on and develops. But that's the general thrust of it. So, Matt, before we get started here, mm-hmm. what would you rank this movie in the pantheon of cube movies? And then we can go and we can break down the development, the production, etc. from there. But but how would you rank for someone who doesn't want to be spoiled 2021's cube oh it's the worst cube movie ever made yeah it's it's um it's not good it's 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 almost insulting how similar and shot for shot some of the remake scenes are because that was really cool and i popped for it and then like five to ten minutes later it was really laughably bad now i will qualify that one of the worst things about the movie was the writing. But while watching the movie, what we think happened is that an official r- release with, I think, mi- some kind of Middle Eastern dialect or Cambodian. I'm not sure. It, it, um, seemed, it seemed like someone who was fluent in Japanese, but not quite fluent in English, translated it. Yeah, and it looks like it was a direct translation, not of the Japanese subtitles, but of the subtitles in whatever language it was in. Because occasionally it would cut to that and it wouldn't be translated fully. Yeah. Um, so the dialogue, happen- the dialogue's yeah. not great. And we're not holding that against the movie because in theory, an English translation will be out soon. But what I can say is cinematography wise, structure wise, because we know the, all the plot points of the movie, character wise aesthetics wise everything was the worst of the the franchise yeah of the the four movies and 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 i also want to stipulate i've seen a lot of bad sci-fi movies yeah like like that is the one part of filmmaking I, i i know better than anyone um is terrible sci-fi yeah this is not a truly bad movie because the bones on which it's based off of are good but if i had to rank this movie i give it like a six oh see that's i give it like a four and a half i i'd say it's at least a five because it's a competently put together movie like it's a movie that functions As a beginning, middle, and end. Man, it, 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 and I bump it up to the six because it's got good bones on it. And a few sure. of the death scenes are interesting. The amount uh, of I time mean, we go without a kid death, though. This movie, Matt, 
this movie trivialized the cube itself faster than any of the movies. And in one of them, they're outside of it. Matt, for half do the you movie. know how bad some of the sci-fi movies I watched were? I, I know. When Lava Lanchula was my film of the year in like 2013. Well, you didn't have taste then. I didn't have the option. How True. dare you? <laughs> and truth, I'm sure, I, I have to imagine I saw at least one actual good movie that year. Yeah. Yeah. I'd hope for your sake. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's not it, bad, but it's worse than everything else that's been made. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think, maybe like a five and a half. I yeah, don't know. It was, I think. I think something that would have saved this movie is if they had um, made it an intentional sequel. And I believe in Cube Zero, there are no, it's in, yeah, in Cube Zero, there is a line that goes out that says, like, I've heard that there's cubes in other countries um, and that there's more than one of these around the world. And Hypercube yeah. clearly implies that. This yes. could have been a, I think, a really fascinating, even more sci fi cube. In law of hypercube, where they like increase the technology of the cube itself, which they kind of did with some of the traps. Um, I think this really could have been a really cool sequel. It could have basically been even... a, been a remake anyway, and it still could have been adapted. But I think if you had presented it very loosely as a sequel, instead of trying to like make it so the cube has an angel in it, and so, it's actually okay, hell, we'll, we'll, we'll get to uh. the angel. Uh, but see. I agree with you. I but in a different way. I feel like okay. the thing that's really interesting about the cube movies, beyond the mystery of just what's the cube and what's its purpose there, which mm-hmm. by the end of Cube Zero it's pretty clear what it is. Um yeah. it's an experiment. Yeah. Just to yeah, learn about human reaction and endeavor well, and the it's 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 a human experiment that's currently being run technically by government officials, even though we don't really know who's the mastermind well, behind the whole thing, which is really it, by cube zero. The only mystery that's truly left outside yeah. of the purpose of the experiment. Well, also I think what's very interesting with cube zero and where we kind of learn about that is that the, um, the guy who wrote the first one, Dating right, those two sequels, they were written by Ernie Bar- Barbarash. And he really had his own view of what the Cube universe was. And he was very excited to bring it to the forefront. And I think it's very telling where the only line relating to that in the first Cube movie is like, it's probably run by crazy like people or in the whole conspiracy theory garbage. In Cube Zero, he explicitly says, like, this is like a Wetworts project. That was started by one person who then set it up for another person. They started building it and they didn't know why they started building it or what the original purpose was, but they'd already put so much time and money into it. They finished it and then just filled it with people and is just letting it go. So I now see that's not, that's not, I do too. I I think that's beautiful. uh, I I, I do. I do agree with what you're saying. That's probably not the intention of the original writer. But, but who cares? From like what <laughs> was written for two and three, I think is amazing. I, and yeah. what I think is great about it, and this will loop back to Cube 2021, 
is that the cube is essentially hell yeah. in in cube zero and cube 1998 essentially or like you are tortured it 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 it, it's sort of like a purgatory but it Mm -hmm. preys on every single one of your weaknesses it's it's like designed to torture you yeah the people you're with are designed to cause tension yeah all the people people. and and cube zero does a great job of following up on this where the people are selected in the group in cube zero are the exact same makeup of people that are in the original cube. So it's like, that's part of it. And by the end, there's always a soldier. There's always a a super smart. There's always an engineer. There's always someone who was responsible for the cubes construction. Yeah. And then in cube zero, you see what happens when you reach the end and you're asked the question, do you believe in God? Yes or no. And no one has ever answered. Yes. Up, up until that point. Uh, and so it seems like some, it, it, and so even with the question, you wonder, okay, well, if you say yes, like, is like, do you go to heaven? Like, is this actually yeah, hell yeah. or is this just some fucked up government experiment where the government is acting as God? Or is it a purgatory that's been created by gods and angels in heaven or that they've had us create and it's existed for so long, we just subject ourselves to this because we've been told to. And there's yeah, it's like all the these different, right. And there's all these different takes on the same concept. And that's one of the things that's so fascinating about Cube and one of the reasons why the first three movies are so great and so is endearing, that yeah. it's especially zero in cube one i yeah, think those two those two really serve a a purpose to build a a, a closed net closed world well but not even that but they highlight that the cube is hell it is awful the best yeah, thing of terrible. cube 98 is the long montage of them walking from room to room everyone looks the same they're running out of clothes as the traps yeah, they, eat the up boots, their clothing yeah the boots start to disappear everyone just how languish arduous and long and hard well Every it shows step of it is yeah and it shows that once you overcome the traps that's when the the new trial begins the trap is right like, once once you have passed that barrier a new level of of insanity and torture is placed upon you to weed out those who are left. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it transitions from traps to interpersonal relationships. And it highlights and so, all of that. Yeah. And so then we run into Japanese 2021 cube where that's not really there anymore. And it's, well, more, it's def- but it definitely is hell. It's, it's more, People exist in the cube and they sort of just move through rooms and every no. now and then there's a trap, but there's I think what, they're actually half a dozen dead. traps that are set up. Yeah, there's maybe like eight traps. And like and, one and one they're able to fucking dodge. Repeatedly. Yeah, one they're one they're able to dodge repeatedly. 
And another one breaks the rules of the cube by attacking people in between cubes, across yep. cubes, which is really fucked Bullshit. up as a horror fan because they're not adhering to rules of horror. Um, yeah. Matt, had- how did how this movie come about? Why would this movie even created? So really all we know about its original creation is that from my understanding, um, in 2008, they tried to get a fourth, fourth cube movie made called cubed. Um, it had a bunch of famous directors and uh, at times different people attached to it to, to renovate the art house horror. That was the original cube. Um, and then it, it, it floundered, it floundered. And eventually it came in and went out, came in and went out and then disappeared. So at that point, really no one knew what was going on until in 2020 cube the 2021 version was announced and this movie was made by a talented group of people there's not too much information out there about how it was made um, but i found who made it kind of interesting okay um the writer, the director, is a new director named Yashikoto Shimizu. I apologize. Um, who is only this is his only a second feature film. Um, his his first feature film looks fascinating, which is a movie called Vice from 2019. It looks like just like a really trippy, intense, uh, much more vibrant version of this movie. Um, and then he did a music video and, and did some writing. Uh, but then the the person I found very interesting was the writer who adapted uh, Vincenzo Natale's original script, uh, Koji, Koji Tokyo. Tokyo? I don't know. Yeah, Koji. Um, and he's been a writer for many a TV show and many a TV show tv miniseries as well um and most of them i've never heard of they seem interesting he's written a lot of episodes uh but one thing i found very interesting ben is that one of the uh, shows he wrote an episode for was uh called hard nuts shiguko girl no jikbo and it was a teleplay <coughs> okay yeah that that a lot of his tv show credits look like shows i shouldn't watch um, what, what one, was th- was that the big thing you were like waiting to tell me the actual well no that was the funny thing the big thing is that <laughs> one of the actors in this film the um the actor who plays uh uh sinjin ochi oh of course <laughs> God, you remember who that is in the movie his deep character creation um was in the oscar (laughs) it wasn't properly translated yeah you figured it out the movie that won a single oscar was nominated for 95 awards this year won 73 awards uh the actor was in drive my car the one of the biggest international films of the year uh it won the oscar for best foreign feature um got multiple other roles and apparently he has like a not nothing role like he's at, he's a named character in the movie 
Well, he must have done that right after he did. He did it Cube right before Cube 2021 oh, came okay. out. <laughs> so his IMDb credits go Cube 2021. All right, drive my car, Cube 2021. Um, he Damn. was also a a very frequent uh, TV actor. Uh, the rest of the actors and actresses have been in a smattering of stuff. The only other interesting um, engagement in film was the uh, guy who played like the the cool lead dude, um, uh, Hiroshi Ida. Ida, the guy who played Ida. Um, he was in Shin Godzilla. Huh. He was a tank captain. Uh, of course. Which is awesome. And then one of the two of the actors were in the same movie together, but uh, the guy who uh, uh, Mazazaki Suda. Uh, who played um, uh, Goto is in a bunch of really awesome looking um, like kaiju movies where he plays the ramen knight. Oh, hell yeah, brother. The Kamen Rider movie War Mega Max Kamen Rider versus Kamen Rider Fuza and Triple O. Kamen Rider is a pretty big fucking deal in Japan. Tanahashi from New Japan was actually a villain in Kamen Rider. Oh, which shit. is also one of his favorite shows. Oh wow! Bringing it in. Yeah, that's the big Common, thing. This Common guy's Rider is like Power Rangers. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, he's been in like all of the movies. Yeah, he plays Philip, and he plays Common Rider W. I I think that's one of like the main ones. Yeah, so. I mean he's he's in all of these movies, so he's definitely one of the main people. <laughs> well, good for him. Yeah. The, what, one of the things that you mentioned there that interests me. Was how you said that a lot of TV people worked on this movie. A ton. And I feel like watching it, you can really tell. Because yeah. it almost feels like it was structured like a miniseries. Well, one of our friends we were watching it with asked, said in like the first five minutes of the movie, this feels like the, uh, the first episode of a TV series. Yeah. Which the others don't feel like. No, they feel like films. Even Cube Zero. Even, even Hypercube. I feel like I feel like if there's one issue I can point to in this movie as like this is the biggest yeah. critical issue, it's that the movie does not give a shit about time. No. And time was the biggest antagonist in the original cube. They're going to starve to death. They have nothing to eat. They got to be sucking on their buttons. And like they pay lip service to that in Cube 2021. Yeah. But they don't really live it. So like in the intro scene, when we're introduced to everyone in the first 20 or so minutes, it's not paced like, oh, my God, we got to figure out what the hell to do. It's like, all right, well, let's look around and search for clues scooby well and and like time does not play a factor in this movie one bit no no one no one ages no one i mean they like take off their clothes and they wear their injuries but really the only thing that wears on them time wise is just like a little bit of tension but yeah yeah, like you said everything else is just kind of there where in cube in cube 1998 by the time you're in the last like 40 to 30 minutes of that movie you feel like those people have been trapped in there for years like yeah, the fact that the sleeping scenes are some of the best in the entire film yeah cube 98 is paced so well that mm-hmm. like 
I'm 40 minutes in and I feel like the movie's almost over. Mm-hmm. And not in a bad way either where it feels well, like it's dragging. It's like I feel like I've seen a whole movie's worth of suffering yeah. and you're not even halfway over. Which is like, great. That is what's so cool about Cube 98. And Cube 21 just foregoes that entirely. And they're like, I mean, you know, they're in a cube. So the cube's the main player. But we don't have the budget to do a lot of kills in this. So I guess they're just going to be walking through a bunch of cubes. And there are some of the kills that are in this movie are cool, which makes that movie even work, which makes me sadder because some of the cool stuff they do would have been fascinating. Like when they blow the dude up with sonic waves, that's pretty rad. The first kill in the, in the movie, which really set the tone for what kind of film we were going to be in is (laughs) where a guy gets cubed to death by the cubes coming out of the wall. And his, the a perfect square cut of his abdomen is like a feature of the film as a prop they use at least in three shots and they're very proud of it uh it, and it, i was like oh man this is gonna be a goofy wild intense version of cube and and then we spend probably of the hour and 45 minute runtime probably about 20 minutes in like sad weird flashbacks that really really weird flashbacks and as it's a remake of the script and they take out the fact that the people can't remember their lives outside of the cube they know everything which is which is a big part of it like they all remember falling asleep yeah they all remember falling asleep or like one guy remembers what he did but that's because he worked on the cube which is different yeah, they remember like little bits about themselves, but they really yeah, don't know. But it's much. it's not really about that. Cube twenty one is the exact opposite to the point where they reach a room and the room's trap is just turning a wall into a video screen to show this dude a cinematic flashback to when he acts to when he let his brother kill himself. It wasn't and even like, a trap, it was just torture. Yeah, but it's like, how'd they get that footage? Yeah, it's... Like, how, it, does, how does any of this make sense? Were they filming and watching him for, like, 20 years? No, mul- and, multiple- and that's the point where the entire purpose of the cube is completely different from the original movie. Has nothing... Yeah, it loses all touch to the original ambiguity the intention of the cube being this labor of effort that only a few people can get out of becomes this stage for these like literally it's TV purgatory sh- yeah it, it's it's and it's and it's paced like it is a tv show and we're just seeing the climaxes of those episodes i think this might have been written to be a tv show or like, like a mini series on yeah, youtube or like something. a six episode thing but they couldn't get the budget to make six episodes. So they had to make one hour and 48 minute video movie. And you can tell cause they, the leaps and bounds this movie goes through like a character, go, like trope in a very tropey way turns in, turns into an insane anime esque serial killer and starts like walking around doing like the sideways smile anime thing and just becoming completely evil. Where it makes no sense. I yeah. I mean, like, this dude is literally doing the, 
I just want to die. But if I cannot die, maybe I'm invincible. So maybe you should die. And like, <laughs> and like part of it, I'm sure, is the translation at that point. But even then, but, the performance. But the performance is pretty brutal. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's still. Chunky. I I mean, like ninety eight cube when Quentin, the yeah. the guy who turns. Shout in that out movie, to Quentin. With like, dude is a super hyper over actor, but like, it works in the bizarre way that Cube is filmed. Like, since everything is super bizarre, yeah, the fact that he's bizarre and... just sort of heightens it, and like. There's a build to him becoming a super psycho killer character. And it's and it's implied that he wasn't like mentally well outside of outside right. of the cube. Like they spend the movie building up to this. And the only thing they do in this movie to build up to the character becoming evil is having the old man be really rude. Yeah, he was and, rude. Yeah, and and just like angry. And then and then then he murdered him. Oh, and they, I, which I really hope is a translation error, but I can't imagine how it could be. They have like a character bit where like one of them's like, "I hate old people, I hate young people," <laughs> and then they kill him. No, no. Then, then they say, "I hate you, I oh, yeah. hate you." But then and then and then the cube itself, not as a trap. Just decides to separate the group in the middle of a room. Out of nowhere. For no reason. It's the most arbitrary. Like, we're not... Oh, man, that pissed me off. It it just... It serves... It serves to turn what is, like, a heady, progressive, very, like, almost avant-garde movie that the original Cube is and turned it into some, like, tropey drama story. It turns into, like, a Zelda dungeon. Yeah, it's so lame. It feels more like a video game movie than it does, like, a remake of a 90s I, horror classic. That's a great way of saying it. And, like... The, Even Hypercube doesn't feel like a video game. One of the biggest sins of this movie, though, is they take out all nuance of what the cube is. Yes. You have the flashback videos of him seeing his his brother, brother kill himself. His sin. You you have this woman who follows them along for the journey and then opts to stay in the cube for no reason after shepherding our one survivor no, she out liter- of the cube. She literally says, like, I brought you here. Like, I am, like, goodbye. I have done my job. Yeah, yeah. Well, she literally says goodbye. And then goes and, and joins another group. And, and then the kid goes to the light at the end yeah. so in this movie the cube oh, wait, ben, is ben. pretty yeah sorry i'm just i just gotta say i think one of the more egregious things about this ending is not only does they do they do a full like religious send-off where she's an angel and he's like transcending and the conversation leading up to it then the man the the lead male who was originally walsh in the first movie um who's like the pretty one is shown to still be alive they do a thing where he gets up and then they do a infographic tech breakdown where they go over each of the characters and each of the ones that died have a status that says complete age 41 mechanic and it goes through each of the characters and the ones that die say complete 
And the other ones say to be continued because they're still alive <laughs> in the goddamn cube. And it makes no fucking sense. Oh, and the, the kid, the little kid, um, Kamari Uno, age 13 student, completed. Subject released. So you set it up that this character is some kind of angel, some kind of like divine creature of the cube who's part of the cube. And then they say subject released. And the other one, um, uh, Goto, who, oh, not, yeah, Goto, who falls into the cube, gets continued because clearly they think they're going to make sequels. And she's seeing this, the character is seeing this in her eyes like a robot angel creature. Like it's not something that's just happening. She has an interface to the cube, then like does a little thing to cover her face and like reset her eyes, and then goes and joins another group to lead them through the cube and judge them as their divine as like she's like Virgil from Dante's Inferno and it doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. Yeah, basically the cube in this is essentially some sort of purgatory or like hell that you can work your way out of or it's it's a pathway to heaven or like some which, kind of well you get released. You don't even you don't even get go to heaven. You get released back into the no, world. No, I think I you're think resurrected. I, I think release just means you go up to heaven. I mean, I maybe I'm, I'm oh, going yeah, for maybe full resurrection. Maybe this is hell. And like, if you get out, it means that you're reincarnated. Or All right, better, better, better headcanon for this movie. If you commit a great sin, you're put into a coma by heaven to give you a chance to experience purgatory and purgatory happens to you as you're dying. And if you succeed, you survive. And if you don't, you die and go to hell. Matt, I think we're giving this movie too much credit. I that's right. my idea. This, is, this that isn't is not ninety eight. This isn't. This is not uh, uh, Koji's idea. This is my idea, and it's better than the idea they came up with in the stupid movie. But but like in the movie itself, it's just a bright light. Go there. This yep. is like a heavenly god thing. Very explicit. And, like, that ruins it. And I guess Japan doesn't have the same mistrust of government that there is here. Yeah. That's because that's, not even, that's, oh, why, that's what, not even part of the narrative at all. Yeah, but that's what makes Cube fun. Like, that's yeah. literally the whole basis of I, Cube Zero and the payoff of Hypercube. I haven't been able to find... I haven't been able to find any, like, Japanese reviews of this movie that I've well, been able to read or translate. Um but, like, I have to wonder if part of this movie presentation does have to do with, like, tropes in, the in like, their world. It doesn't matter if it world. sucks. Apparently, the name in Japanese actually translates. It was originally running scared. I Oh, and, and, the, and the tagline for the movie is, I see a sin in your eyes. Damn, so spoiled the whole movie on the poster. Yeah, it is fucking weird. I oh, just man. I don't understand. I don't I don't understand how you could get this movie out of what was done. Like, I feel like I feel like if you watched No, it's not even if you watched Cube and you didn't understand the language. It's like if you only heard Cube yep. and didn't watch it, this is the movie that would come out of it. I, I honestly, it seems like they read the script 
to Cube 98, but they didn't watch the movie. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure what I think, ha- what I also think happened is I think the script for the fourth one got shopped around, got shopped around, got shopped around. No one wanted to make it. Then the studio was like, it's been too long. Let's just sell the rights to the movie. And no one tried to buy it. And then they, and then the, someone in Japan was like, fuck it, let's gobble that up. And then it just Matt, got, just happened to get released. Matt, I hope that's not true because that means that we could have made. Yes, <laughs> we could have made. Movie. I could, I could probably make a better cube movie in a, in a abandoned or rented hallway in a like office building. Don't joke about that. Don't joke about that, Matt. <laughs> I'm just Matt, saying. I, I think we could. I, you know, I'm just saying. I'm Matt, just saying. All you is, need, a, all you need, the, is a hallway, a tracking Matt, this shot. Is very forward of me, but uh, for my wedding present, can you buy me the rights to Cube Five? I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Because after Cube Twenty Twenty One, I don't, I don't what? know if there's going to be more people interested in reviving the franchise. I, I sincerely doubt it. I, I, like, I don't even hate this movie. No, in I don't like, hate it. Just because I feel like Cube 1, Hypercube, and Zero, I feel like that's really, like, the end of Cube. Like, I don't need another one. Yeah, no, I'm good. If there was another one that was good, sure, but like this Ugh. doesn't bother me because you know they really did everything i feel like you could realistically do with cube yeah. in the first 3 cuz any more and you would essentially have to explain the whole cube yeah you would you really would or or actually i you could do one movie as like the first cube experiment. That, that's what I think the original movie is. The first cube 1998, despite uh, cube zero being a, um, a remake or I mean a prequel. I, I really, to me, the, the first movie does give off the vibe of like, they've only do, like, I don't know. To me, it comes across as they've done this once. No, no. Or no, I, I, well, you, I do you want a movie that I, has I hard development? disagree with that. Because Cube Zero specifically tells you they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, no, but I'm, well, I I know they have, but I'm saying the vibe of the first movie. Uh, I agree with you that w- within the canon, well, well I, it's not. I, I'm imagining, imagine like Cube Zero. Yeah, that but world. this is the first time they've done it. Do do like I you, want it from that perspective. Would you show the pro- would you show the production of the cube? Well, because they well they don't think no, about it. Wait, I would if, do it. Like, like, um, structure it like the first episode of Star Trek Enterprise, mm. where, which I know that doesn't help you at all, but, uh, in that episode, it's the first Enterprise that they're going to shoot off into space. I think it starts with Captain Archer, mm-hmm. who arrives, and it's like the last few days before it's done being built. Yeah. And so it's like, I get you're it. You're sort of in there with, the bear need to know but like there's still a lot missing i will like i don't think it should ever be revealed 
who paid for the cube you know yeah, just agreed. be like oh there's like 12 shell companies who knows and and the trail goes dead that's all i ever want yeah you don't want like a da vinci code movie no you don't want like someone worked on the cube someone must discover the true story right. i will say right. i will say one one hole in that narrative and and i guess this could be explained by there being multiple holes worth's character uh, David Hewlett's character in the original movie, Worth, says he actually helped build the cube, um, which would have had, which had to have been the the cube would have only been around for a little bit by the time the actors, the characters in the original cube movie enter it, because so he was contracted way- to build the exterior of, I guess, and I, I, I and implying that it's just that cube because they do have a hypercube that exists in the fourth dimension of time. So I thought of that as he was called in to do repairs on it you know he said design he specifically oh, he did say design he specifically he? designed the casket for the cube structure itself well then in that case it was probably a different cube yeah that's what i'm saying i'm saying within the Be- internal logic of all the movies right. that's like a separate cube yeah Be- because the one thing that's pretty clear is that there are multiple different cubes yes in well by the by the third movie in the series yes i mean i mean you could even argue that there could be multiple cubes in the same place sure well i mean it could be like because the cube zero cube and the cube one cube specifically do not look the same no well it's possible they would have multiple cubes in the same area ben speaking of cubes looking the same. Let's talk about how the cube itself looks in Q and cube 2021. Now, not only was the act, I don't want to rag on this movie too much more, but not only was the acting bland, not only was the story a little confusing, boy, the cube itself sucked. The cube looked like it was made by the USSR. It is the most bland, the rooms change color. We didn't even talk about the rooms changing color. Oh my color. god, that's like the Holy worst sh- part. It is a gr- okay. Oh. So, so in the original movies, except for Hypercube, yes. Cube One and Cube Zero, the, the there's just various colors to each of the rooms. Some are yeah. green, some are blue, some are red, some are white. I I think there's yellow also. Yeah, white, so red. red. Blue, so red, blue, green, yellow, and white. And it don't denote anything. It just, no. you know, tells you that they're in a different room than they were in before. It's just and there sometimes for vibes. Yeah, and sometimes they happen to be in the red room when things are getting really hot and intense, but that's just cinematography. And that's just your know, emotions. In this movie in in Cube twenty one, sometimes the lights blink, sometimes they're not blinking, but most egregiously is when someone gets angry the whole room turns beat red. Yeah, it pulses. It's time to kill. It's stupid. It doesn't make and the and the cubes itself are pretty bland. You know, I even compared to Hypercube. Hypercube has the arguably the most bland ones because the rooms don't even have color. They're just all bright, like stark white. But even then, yeah, they have this kind space. of space. And even that is has more character than the cube itself in Cube 2021. It is is arguably the cube with the most character because it's alive. I think 
and communicating and has a sentient AI or angel running through it. The Cuban hypercube, while it is just a machine, has more character and personality to it. It has more yeah. depth, more there's more interesting going on. The cube and cube and cube zero is pretty straightforward. Um, but at least it like it pulls off what I think this movie was going for, which was like stark industrial, where mm-hmm. the cube zero cube is like very like crusty, very very industrial, very used. Like they've clearly gone through like hundreds of people by the time we're meeting these characters. But that th- that one felt like dirty and crusty and this one felt like it was polished, but then distressed, like jeans that you buy that have pre-ripped holes. You can, you can distill the difference in the flaws between Cube Twenty One and Cube Ninety Eight just by looking at how they opened the doors in between the cubes. Yes, in Cube Ninety Eight, it is so hard. Yeah, they're for heavy. Them to get anything done. They're heavy. It's laborious. It's hard to open them. In Cube 21, it looks like they're pieces of cardboard yeah, that are mixed to styrofoam. Oh, and I think one of the most, another level of egregiousness is that in the first one, going through the ceiling is so difficult. But in this, in, yeah. in Cube 2021, they literally make a rope ladder. So that the two fit guys climb up there in four seconds, open it up, go through no problem, and then just kind of drag everyone up all leisure-like. That I didn't mind as much. I but, just, it you shows know, it I, shows the kind of direction this film took itself. That Yes, that's true. I mean, there's uh, the sound room oh. in Cube 98 to Cube 21. Cube 98, the, the sound room, where if you make a sound, hundreds of spikes come out and would eviscerate you. One of the most dramatic, intense parts of the movie. Boop. Then you combine that with Cube 21, where there's about a fifth the number of spikes, which for the love of God, guys, it's CG needles. Like, get more spikes. Like, like, is it really that hard? I don't know. Maybe it is. Well, then, and uh, then they did know, the a, laser a movie from 1998 was able to do it. Yeah. And, they, and then they did the, the laser can't. targeting system scene. Where there's a there's a trap that has a little like targeting system and has to line yeah, up three beams like in, like in Zelda, and it's super easy to dodge. You just move. There's literally a mechanic in Zelda Breath of the Wild with an enemy who does the exact same thing with the same colored lasers, even. Oh yeah, and then and then periodically in the cube move in this version they show the cube itself. Yeah, like, there's it has, like, like the there's flashes. like cube cutscenes. Yeah, and then and one of them activates a trap late into being in a room. And then instead of going back into the room they were all in, they climb through the ceiling like there's nothing going on. And they actually don't show where they go. They're just all of a sudden in another room. And it's because yeah, the I, one character was like having evil thoughts. And then the room turned red and a trap happened. You know, I'm like, I'm lowering my ranking of this yeah, movie. I, I, I give it a five. I'm a four and a half. Five. This is this is better than this is better than Last House on the Street. This is the house at the end of the yeah, street. The, the whatever. Um, this is better than the Blackout Experiment. That movie fucking horrible. Is out of it five. better than the Charnel House? You know, I would say no. I'd I say I liked. Well, I'd rather rewatch the Charnel House than I would ever rewatch Cube Twenty Twenty One unless it got released with different subtitles. 
Yeah, we're going to have to watch it once more if it gets when an official or release. if ever English subtitles come out. But yeah, this was uh, not a disappointment, but it was certainly <laughs> underwhelming. I expected it to be bad, which helped. Yeah. Um, like, it was better than as bad as I expected it to be. Uh, but it was it was also bad enough that it kept me engaged. So there's points for that. That's kind of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's kind of it. Uh, and if that sort of feels like an underwhelming and kind of overbaked ending to the episode, well, then we did our job because we didn't it's fourth times the charm. If you would like to be our biggest fan, then please message us with the insta message cube 98 don't be late i i do want to do one quick plug ben sure uh clarissa uh, clarissa j who directed lunch ladies um and a very important film just put up uh, just got lunch ladies and a very important film are streaming on bend film library Ooh, very uh, cool and you, know, uh, you Matt, can go and watch still, those if or, you guys want to see i, I still have a bit of a gift package from from the lunch ladies that uh i, I still have some swag for you that's awesome well, thank well, you thank well, you lunch here. ladies yeah clarissa's great yeah. remember guys we want uh we want lunch ladies to be optioned into a full-length feature film also how masonberg's the plague we want sony screen gyms to sell him the rights to it ben and matt's the hallway shut up matt kayfabe and um hey this is one example matt this is the one example with cube 2021 where fourth time is not the charm oh spicy takedown good night good morning Please follow us on Instagram.